Greetings to those who watch below. For today's video we're going to take in some culture and visit some of the creepiest museums in the world. But before we do, I'd like to say thank you to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that you can join by checking out the link in the description box. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B, Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, and Matthew Colgan. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The Warren's Occult Museum, Monroe, Connecticut. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren operated for decades as the preeminent voices in the Believer community, and their strange career of ghost hunting and demon busting is on display in their very own occult museum. Opened in 1952, when the Warrens founded the New England Society for Psychical Research, the collection of knickknacks and artifacts that have been touched by evil is kept in the basement of their own home. When they weren't delving into high-profile cases of demonic and spiritual mischief, such as the Amityville Haunting and the Exorcism of the Witch Bathsheba, the Warrens were popular lecturers in the day. Throughout their cases, the Warrens collected trinkets and totems they claim were defiled by evil, locking them in the museum to keep them safe from the public. The collection contains everything from a vampire's coffin to a child's tombstone that was allegedly used as a satanic altar. Death curses, demon masks and psychic photographs line the museum's walls, accented by a Halloween store's bounty of plastic props. However, the most infamous item they have is the cursed Raggedy Ann doll that goes by the name of Annabelle, which is said to have killed a man. Annabelle sits in her glass case, backlit by a haunting red light. Unfortunately, Ed and Lorraine have since passed away, and the museum is currently closed due to zoning issues. Whether or not one believes in the paranormal, the Warren's Occult Museum is one of the preeminent chronicles of modern culture's obsession with the supernatural. The Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft, Holmavik, Iceland While witches are traditionally thought of as female, those accused of witchcraft in Iceland were traditionally male, but during a superstitious time in the country's past, they were executed just the same. At Stradangulda, the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft, these times of magic and fear are remembered in often shocking detail. The museum focuses on the elaborate and esoteric spells and rituals that the regional magic called for, which would have provided such effects as conjuring a creature to steal goat's milk or making someone invisible. The collection features a number of artfully displayed artifacts and displays such as rune-carved pieces of woods, animal skulls, and a number of Icelandic magic staves. However, the most shocking and remarkable piece is the necropants. The necropants date back from the 17th century, and they are exactly what they sound like. According to Icelandic folklore, if you want to make a pair of necropants, you have to get permission from a living man to use his skin after death. After he has been buried, you must dig up his body and flay the skin of the corpse in one piece from the waist down. As soon as you step into the pants, they will stick to your own skin. A coin must be stolen from a poor widow and placed in the scrotum of the pants, along with a magical sign written on a piece of paper. So long as the original coin remains within the pants, 
the coin will draw an infinite amount of money into the scrotum, allowing the wearer to never worry about money issues again. The Mutter Museum, Philadelphia This world-renowned wonderland of weird is filled with anatomical oddities, pathological specimens, human curiosities, and vintage medical instruments. Inside the creepy yet clinical Mutter Museum, skeletons of all shapes and sizes reside, as well as President Grover Cleveland's jaw tumour, deformed babies in jars, and preserved organs of all kinds. While its contents may resemble a mad scientist's funhouse, the museum's roots actually pay tribute to one of the most humane, respected, and talented surgeons in history. Dr. Thomas Dentmutter's unique empathy as a young surgeon garnered many loyal patients. The good doctor was inclined to help even the most hopeless of cases, those with drastic disfigurements that most people considered monsters. During his career, Mutter amassed a large collection of research materials, like medical oddities and anomalies. These are what first populated the museum upon its opening in 1863. The museum started with 1,700 objects and the doctor's donation of $30,000. The museum has since grown to over 25,000 specimens. There are both permanent and special exhibitions, including the Broken Bodies, Suffering Spirits exhibit, Injury and Death and Healing in Civil War Philadelphia. This exhibit explores war injuries, how to treat them and what it is like to experience them. It comes complete with an interactive opportunity to see what it would be like to have an arm amputated. Of all the exhibits in the Mutter Museum, the Broken Bodies, Suffering Spirits might be the most emotionally wrenching. It contains letters, tools, and examples of weaponry designed to rip the human body to shreds. Another popular exhibit is Grimm's Anatomy, Magic and Medicine. This delves into the more disturbing side of the iconic fairy tales. For example, the exhibit explores how Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm's version of Cinderella draws visceral parallels to the tradition of Chinese footbinding. So many of the Grimm's fairy tales deal with the corporeal human body, whether dealing with sickness or a magical transformation, or the various unpleasant things that can happen to the body. Quite often, there is no happily ever after. The Mutter Museum is aware of its macabre draw, but makes sure that its visitors walk away more educated than they came in. The Mutter Museum couldn't have said it better themselves on their website. Are you ready to be disturbingly informed? Zach Bagan's The Haunted Museum, Las Vegas Zach Bagan's developed a profound interest in the paranormal when he was just 10 years old, scouring nearby garage sales with his mum in search of odd and spooky collectibles. As his fascination and career evolved over the years into the hugely popular Ghost Adventures series, Bagan's decided to open his own museum located in downtown Las Vegas. The 11,000-square-foot property built in 1938 was originally owned by prominent businessman Cyril Ass. Throughout the years, hostile spirits have been rumoured to roam the halls, terrorising past occupants. Some long-time Las Vegans even claimed dark rituals took place in the home's basement during the 1970s. Paranormal enthusiasts visiting the museum 
venture down creepy winding hallways and secret passages into more than 30 rooms, setting the stage for frightening facts about each paranormal piece, such as the Dibbit Box, known to be the world's most haunted object. This vintage wine cabinet inspired the movie The Possession and is said to house a malicious spirit. Shortly following its arrival, mysterious protruding holes began to appear in the walls around the artifact, as if something was trying to break out from the exhibit. A Las Vegas marketing executive and Bagans both witnessed a black-cloaked figure pass through the exhibit's closed door during a private tour. This has also been seen by multiple guests and staff at the museum. Among the hundreds of terrifying possessions, museum-goers can even peek inside the VW death van in which Dr. Jack Kevorkian ended the suffering of terminally ill patients, as well as a close-up look at the propofol chair from Michael Jackson's death room. Perhaps one of the most unsettling artifacts is the original staircase from the Indiana Demon House, notorious for its powerful paranormal activity before being demolished by Bagans in 2014. The wooden banister and creaky steps from the house now stand in a dimly lit corner, resting on a blanket of dirt from the location. Following its installation, a group of construction workers walked off the job and refused to come back. The Museum of Death, New Orleans and Los Angeles The world-famous Museum of Death was founded in June of 1995 when J.D. Healy and Kathy Schultz decided to fill the void in death education in the U.S., and made death their life's work. Evolving from the controversial Rita Dean Art Gallery, the Museum of Death was originally located in San Diego's first mortuary. The building itself was once owned by Wyatt Earp. Now located in Hollywood, California, and New Orleans, Louisiana, the Museum of Death houses the world's largest collection of serial killer artwork, antique funeral ephemera, mortician and coroner's instruments, Manson family memorabilia, pet death taxidermy, crime scene photographs, and much more. Each location is entirely unique, as the museum does not feature any replicas or duplicates of the artifacts or exhibits. The Museum of Death itself is a self-guided tour, lasting about 45 minutes to an hour. However, they state that those that can stomach it can stay as long as they like, in order to view the hundreds of items on display. There is no age limit for the Museum of Death because death affects us all. However, the museum strongly recommends that it is only for mature audiences, as there have been a number of falling down ovations or people fainting throughout the years. So you are encouraged to prepare yourself before your visit. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. It's amazing to see these macabre and truly unique museums around the world, unsurprisingly many of them in the United States. Have you visited any of these museums, or would you like to go? Personally, I would love to go to both the Museum of Death and Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Maybe when I eventually get around to visiting the US myself, I can take a trip to them. So, until next time, sleep tight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.